Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super intelligent, <laughs> mid-range Disney resort loving <laughs> wife and co-host Michelle. Well, thank you. I'm glad you added mid-range after the compliments. <laughs> it was a very sweet compliment. She likes mid-range resorts, but she is not a mid-range person, wife, woman. She is definitely top-notch. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Boy, we oh. start these things weirder and weirder know, every single I week, know. don't we? I'm sorry. I'll try next time not to divert. No, I think it's actually all on me. <laughs> Especially when you're giving me nice compliments. That <laughs> seems a little rude. Sorry. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Oh, sign up for the <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? Just the dramatic kidding. pause, the I American know. Idol pause there. <laughs> Wanted to draw some attention to it. You should sign, sign up, up for, for the, the newsletter, newsletter because <laughs> we have a lot of great stuff for you on it. All right. Let's get us back on track. <laughs> We have a lot of great stuff for you on the newsletter, so please uh, sign up if you have a chance. We'd just like to have you be in the Hyperion Adventures know for what we have going on week in and week out, what we have coming up in the future, what we've been doing in the past, and we just like you to be a, more a part of our Hyperion Adventures world. Right, and it's fun because it actually gives uh, back and forth sometimes with emails and things, so that's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I, I enjoyed putting it out there, and we the responses we get from it. And speaking of that, uh, we did put out a new category for the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame this week. So, building up, what is that new category? It is Best Disney Song. This is going to be one that's really tough to pare <laughs> down to five. I don't expect anybody to because we won't. Michelle will put it down to two lists of five. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we would like to get your top five Disney songs, five-ish Disney songs. And then uh, when we get the, the the songs that get the most nominations, we'll of course make our final ballot coming up near the end of the year. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, you can also connect with us on social media. We're very active on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Hopefully you're watching some of these podcasts on YouTube just to see how pretty Michelle is <laughs> and how goofy I am. Uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll come right up, hit subscribe, and uh, then whenever we have a new video, you'll be the first to know. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right and we love hearing from you we love getting some feedback we've been getting some really nice compliments it's always sweet we appreciate that if you have any questions though about our topics or topics that you think if we do a deep dive might be mm -hmm. of interest to you please let us know yeah we uh we love to take suggestions for topics like we got one from doug stevenson a couple weeks ago uh when we were doing our classic for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame, our classic right. Disney attractions. And he suggested, because some of the attractions he named were uh, designed by the Imagineer Tony Baxter. Mm -hmm. And he said, wouldn't it be great to do an episode on that? And so we probably are going to do yes. an episode on him. And we've decided that eventually we may do a series on many
many uh, famous or maybe not so famous uh, <laughs> Disney Imagineers right. that have done made created so much of the stuff we love with, within the parks. Sure, they. I don't think they always get as much recognition. Although I think Disney Plus has been trying to do yes. that a little bit more. Yeah, we have been getting well much deserved. more of it now out there. Now that Disney Plus is around, there's more ability to uh, put up videos and such on uh, YouTube and whatever. So you're kind of getting to know them a little bit right. better for those that maybe aren't as much in the, you know, we follow everything Disney. But uh, we're going to, you know, delve into that eventually here coming up in, in weeks. And, uh, you know, if there's an Imagineer you want us to explore, please hit us up and let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a great topic suggestion. Looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, thank you, Doug. By the way, we are recording this episode on a couple days this weekend because we had a bunch of things to get into this episode and we wanted to spread it up over a couple days. So we are recording this episode on Saturday, September 19th and also Sunday, September 20th, 2020. So just in case we look, if you're watching this on YouTube and we look a little different, we're wearing a little different clothes, right. whatever it is, uh, just so you know. And also this is so you know, like when we're recording this in case big... Disney news breaks and you're like, why aren't they commenting on some of this great big Disney news? Well, we may not have heard about it yet. Like, for example, we know that uh, several shows have already, Disney shows and, mm -hmm. and movie or uh, Disney properties have won Emmys already. The Mandalorians won several. So well uh, Forky asked a question won one. <laughs> um, but they haven't gotten to the main Emmys yet tonight, so we're not really commenting too much about them. We may talk a little bit more about that next week. But I'm very excited that so many of these shows are, are winning Emmys because they and deservedly so. Right, exactly. It's made Twitter really fun to watch because, you know, as as the time's going on, you're you're seeing about new uh, additional uh, winners. Yeah, especially for Mandalorian. Yay! Hey, and deservedly so. The Mandalorian spectacular. We're rewatching again as we build as we build up to uh, the Mandalorian season two. And then we, that's funny that we speak about that because we have a lot of stuff for you today, including that teaser trailer for Mandalorian mm -hmm. season two. Season two dropped this week. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. Why? Uh, <laughs> Because we love it. It's awesome. It's amazing. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, we also received a couple of Marvel and Disney Plus stories this week. We'll talk about that as well. But we have some special guests that are waiting to come on. We're very excited to bring them on. So yes. let's not keep them waiting any longer. So this is really, really exciting yeah. for us. I would imagine it's super exciting for them. You may remember Sonia and Paul from their last visit on our show. Gosh, it's been about two and a half months, wow. a little over two and a half months since they were last on. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, by the way, go back and listen to it. It's a spectacular discussion, conversation with them. They're wonderful musicians who we first kind of discovered or, or discovered for ourselves right. aboard our very interesting westbound Panama <laughs> Canal cruise. Again, that's another episode you should go back and listen to. Uh, like... Yeah. Yeah, like most of the Disney Cruise cast members, they've been uh, tremendously affected by this situation. Yes. They've been home, but they've blessed us recently with a lot of these wonderful Saturday shows where they've been performing live from their living rooms. And it's just been making, it's just really been such a pleasure all these Saturdays coming up until recent, right? Yeah, I can't tell you both how wonderful it's been. First of all, it um, we we plan our Saturdays 
for that time <laughs> specifically. frame <laughs> specifically and so it really is something that we always look forward to um and be able to have you know we make it like our happy hour and we just enjoy it and i know you know for you all it's got to be strange not to have that i mean even though there's some you know responses from the people who are watching you it's not the same as being in a room filled with people but know that we are out there and loving it and enjoying it and we're gonna miss it yeah. um but it's been amazing amazing yeah so uh, uh once again they're joining us uh sony and paul soul duo uh the saturday shows at least temporarily have come to an end for now they did a wonderful show go back you can find these shows on youtube yes. facebook they're all over the place go back and listen to them but more importantly they have something interesting to announce this week yes. sonia paul <laughs> welcome back to hyperion adventures podcast we want to hear that big announcement oh thank you thank you very much and thank you so much for for having us again i cannot believe it's been two and a half months i know no. the time oh is really goodness flown by hasn't yeah. it hasn't it oh yeah. yeah so you've been working on something pretty big during all this time at home and uh it just dropped uh, i think i believe it was yesterday actually it just dropped out there you have a brand new album collide the all this uh, all your own music right it is it is all our own stuff so i've written I think four of the songs you wrote a couple of the songs your sister wrote the other four songs something like that so we've yeah I, I'm not quite sure how she managed to get more songs on the album than me, but uh... <laughs> we know how that works, Paul. We know why she has more songs than you. Come on, that it just means you're you're a good partner for sure. <laughs> so it's. So, yeah. So uh, it's a really great album. We love it. We yeah, were listening to it this morning. Uh, we're really excited about it. We've been we've heard several of these songs interspersed throughout your Saturday shows coming into it, and uh, it's great to hear them all put together. Uh, talk a little bit about your inspiration uh, for this album and, and some of the songs involved with it. Okay, so I believe uh, we started working on the idea a couple of years ago. Mm. He's written so many songs. And uh, I think the first song I ever wrote was a, two years ago when we started working on the idea of recording an album, etc., etc. I only had that one song. <laughs> so it was all of his stuff, which is amazing. But I felt this is not, this doesn't feel like us. And don't take me wrong, they're amazing songs, but mm -hmm. it feels like you. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you should get an album out. But this is not us you know we've grown and and it doesn't sound so much like us so with time we started thinking okay my sister on the other hand she's like him she's written so many songs and i was like Ding. i know we have <laughs> spanish and in english and we can add this and we can add that so i we added a few songs by her yes we did <laughs> <laughs> we added some of hers seems fair and also i've been more um as i said yesterday thanks to you guys because it's you were mentioning this is doing the shows at home is so different not having you with us not being right. able to see you but it's been unbelievably fun to finish something or telling a joke or <laughs> and immediately after someone is already saying something which we don't get when we're on the ship sure. you know Right. You get the, the, the applause and blah, blah, blah. What applause? But what are you bringing? 
be thinking about the joke, you know? And so when it's like, oh my God, Paul, or whatever, or that song was amazing, which we don't get when we are with you True. guys necessarily immediately, which is the lovely part. And also, um, I was thinking a, a few days ago that putting yourself there, like playing for you guys when we saw you, you know who's watching you. You know right. they're paying attention. You know they're actually falling asleep. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, here, when we were doing it at home, it was like, who knows who else is watching? Right. You know? right. And for me, it was so incredibly scary. I was like, who is going to watch us? And who is going to judge us? And who's going to like us? Are they going to like us? You know, right. it's not easy. But feeling the love has been so inspiring and so amazing. And this uh -huh. is what has um, inspired us. As I told, as we told you last night, one of the songs was right after we met you. Right. Mm. And uh, I, I, it came to my mind so quickly that it had never happened with me. Never, uh -huh. ever, ever. Like so free and so, so just hard. You know, right. my brain, my brain just shut up and never said, "Ooh, that's ugly," or you know, <laughs> right. like it happens sometimes. But it's just the inspiration and the love that you have given us. And some of these songs have been that. You wrote another one very, very recently, which is just inspired on so yeah. much mm -hmm. good energy and love. And right. that's basically the inspiration. It's just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. It, doesn't mean, well, it doesn't mean let it go, the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Yay! <laughs> Planet, no? <laughs> <laughs> I just well, realized it's, it, it's getting dark so quickly here. The, the, the nights are coming in really, really quickly. Right. So uh, like two weeks ago, it would have been light for another two hours. But right yes. now it's getting dark. So I'm going to put the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to believe that we've already been through, you know, this whole summer here, you know, right. but it's been wonderful. And it, we've been so lucky to have those shows that you've given us because they really have, I mean, we've all been stuck at home and mm -hmm. in during these trying times, but you know, those shows have brought so much brightness to our lives right. uh, during that time. We really appreciate them so much. Yeah. Um, you know, it shows when, when we see you perform, and yes, I mean, it's tough. And we do this from a podcast. We understand that we talk to nobody and just hope that somebody's out there listening from time to time. And I can imagine that's what you're going through. But when we watch you and we see, one, the love that you have for the music, but then even more so, the love that you have for one another is fully expressed so much during those shows. It just, it, it we loved you already when we left the cruise, uh, you know, right. back in March. But uh, after seeing these shows, we just fell in love with you that much more. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things I was going to say, too, in listening to your album, the passion for what you do, the love for each other really comes through in those songs. It is, is so evident and it's so warming to hear them. Oh, Thank that's you. great. Definitely. Thank you. I'm always amazed because I may be slightly older than the lovely Sonia here. <laughs> when, when I first started sort of being in bands and things, the... The amount, first of all, the amount of money and also the amount of um, effort it took to, to be able to go and record. Right. You know, you had to go into a studio and you had to set the drums up and sound check everything and get sure. a really good drum sound. And then you, and this whole, the, everything on this album was played by 
uh, either one of us two. Everything wow. with uh, and all done on my MacBook. Yeah. Everything's right. done on my wow. MacBook. Wow, just That's... incredible that you can what you can achieve now if right. you can learn how to do stuff and and you know learn the best ways to use microphones and you know all that sort of stuff. But it's just incredible that you can get the kind of quality that you can get that right. you would have had to pay thousands of pounds for twenty sure. years ago. You can just or, or even dollars. Right. Canadian dollars. Or a Colombian basis would have been So the album there are uh, there are eleven tracks on the album, ten actual songs, and, and there's one reprise of, mm-hmm. of one of the songs in there, which I loved at the end yes, of it. By the way, uh, it's it's really well. It's the layered, the harmonies. They're layered so well. Now, uh, did, did you mix them all? You said did you do it just in your your living room right there on your MacBook? Um, was yeah, was was right the record? There. Did you record we them there as well? The- we recorded yeah. some of them here, some on the ship even we uh-huh. recorded. Nice. So wow. some of them are on different ships. We've got, I don't know if you can see those speakers behind yes. us. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're on monitors, little Yamaha monitors. So I, I've done some of the mixing on that, but mainly on my headphones, which are exactly the same as yours, my <laughs> wow. Sony yeah. headphones. So, so good. yeah, most of it's mixed on there. And um, I've got a thing called, uh, I use the um, uh, Logic Pro, which is, which is on the MacBook. <laughs> Um, but then I've got a thing called Waves, all of the plugins right. for, for a thing called Waves, which is all the stuff that helps it to sound. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, we played it all really, really badly. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like how we do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, uh, again, uh, you know, the layering and the tracks, it, it's just, it's really well done. Yeah. You know that you uh, played all the instruments, that sung all the harmonies. It's really amazing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and play one of those songs right now. And we're going to go just to the title track, which is one of my favorites mm-hmm. right off the bat. I heard it just for the first time yesterday and fell in love with yeah. it. So let's go ahead and play the title track from the album Collide. You break the fall and you make the Those who 
So I, I really love that song. I love how much it feels like, and I know, Paul, you played in a Beatles a tribute band at some point that has such a Beatles feel right. to me that I felt as soon as I heard that song, I just absolutely fell in love with it. Right. We were even yeah. saying how, how, no, go ahead. Yeah. It's it, uh, quite a few of the songs that I've written. Uh, I mean, you, I can't help it. I can hear certain, you know, if I sit and play the piano, I don't play it like Tchaikovsky. I play it like Paul McCartney. So <laughs> if, you know, did Tchaikovsky play the piano? <laughs> so, um, whoops. whoops, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I automatically, I'm, you know, melodically and the hearing like the harmonies and right. the chord changes and stuff, you can't help it when you've been listening to the Beatles for such a long time. Um, you can't help but um, not copy, but you know, it's, it's there. It's sort of right. inside. Right. Influence. Your, your DNA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could do it. I mean, I know there are bands that have done it on purpose. You know, mm-hmm. they've got, they set out to make a song that sounds like the Beatles. Right. And, and it, it's not easy to do, but there, 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 um, I don't know if you know, sowing the seeds of love. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Great of course. Song. Yes. Great song. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant song. Um, and um, and there's there's so many there's quite a few others and um, but it's not I wouldn't ever sit down apart from um, we have a song called Rocket Woman, which <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the album it'll be on my album. It's, <laughs> Love it. it was rock band and um, but it was but super Beatles. It's very Beatlesy. Yeah, it was done in a sort of mid '60s Beatles style oh, on funny. purpose. It's also pastiche. But uh, do you know of of a um, there was a film called The Ruttles. Do you know of that? Oh, yeah. that's familiar. Okay. I, I don't know if I could tell you what it's about, but I, that sounds very familiar. Oh, yeah, it was a kind of a takeoff on the Beatles, right? Takeoff, Beatles takeoff, right. yeah, comedy. Yeah. It's right. so good. But the songs are amazing. Uh, incredible. The job that the, he actually just died, the guy that wrote those was the guy oh, that wow. also wrote all the songs in um, the Monty Python films and stuff. Uh, oh, wow. Like, like, uh-huh, and yeah. he wrote all the songs for this Ruttles thing. And they were incredible, weren't they? But they were, I mean, they were so close to being, <laughs> you, know, you could tell which one they were making which, fun of. Or, yeah, what song? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you need to watch that. If you've never seen it, look it up. It's well, so definitely. good. And it's we'll so good. Put it on the list. Yeah. We're at home watching a lot of stuff, so we'll put it on the list to add it to it, you know? <laughs> So, uh, really, I, I mean, I love that song. I love that, you know, that this, this song, I, I mean, obviously, Sonia, you're Colombian, Paul, you're well, there's not a Welsh song in here. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why there's nothing in the Welsh language, <laughs> but there is a lot of bits off the microphone. If you sing in Welsh. <laughs> uh, but there are some Spanish songs in here that Sonia sings. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately we didn't get Paul's song in I Spanish. Know, he didn't make the record beautiful. this time. Maybe the next album, you know, but, uh, but they're also well done, beautifully sung. Um, I'm going to go with the song and you mentioned the song already, Sonia, the song that, uh, it, this is in English, but it's the song you wrote, uh, at the end of the cruise we were on, um, when you played it yesterday on the live show, and then we listened back to it on again on the album. I mean, it just, it touched our hearts so yes. much just because we think so 
fondly of that cruise. And then, you know, just thinking of you uh, at the end of the cruise, coming up with the lyrics of the song. And then right. you mentioning yesterday that uh, you're not really confident a lot of times with your songwriting, but that is a, it was a really wonderful, terrific yes. song. And that song is uh, There I Was. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. Yeah, it is a great song. It really is. And I'd, as I said yesterday, I, I'd popped out of the room. I literally had popped out for 10 minutes and I'd gone to see Mike, the ACD, and um, and he started me, he started showing me pictures of houses he wanted to buy in Canada. <laughs> so I ended up being there for like two hours in his office. And I came back and Sonia was sat on the bed and she'd written the whole thing. Wow. And at that time, with my guitars and just written the whole thing. And she sang it. I was like, wow, this, it's so good. It's such a good song. Yeah. yeah. We, really, really good. And then we... You sort of forgot about it a little bit when we, we well, came back and we decided we were going to get the album together. And then she was like, oh, yeah, what about that song? Then? <laughs> and so, yeah, because so, you do that. The, the, the last song on the, not the last song on the album, what, um, is it the second but last? When I See Her? When I See Her. Uh-huh. That, uh, yeah, as I said last night on the, uh, when we were playing, that, that had been going around my head for literally 20 years, probably. Wow. Just just a little bit of the chorus, like the chorus tune. And I got the chords on the guitar, but then I, I had totally forgotten about the song for probably 10 years. Wow. And I woke up one morning here and it popped into my head. And I and I said to so I, I came down and I played her the tune because it didn't have any right. words. I played her the tune and she said, oh, we've got to record it. Let's do it for the album. So nice. And I, but wait, they were talking about my song, not your song. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> Tell me, what was the inspiration? <laughs> so good. All the songs on the album, yes. we love them all. They're so great. But that one, um, just because of the fact that we were on that cruise mm -hmm. with you, I think it actually it made us smile, but it also gave put a little tear in our yes. eyes because, uh, you know, uh, thinking about that and thinking how everybody kind of dispersed from that cruise and has gone their different ways. And it, it was just such an interesting time and interesting things happened. Yes. And, you know, the fact that we've, you know, one, we've been able to enjoy your your playing over the last uh, several months yes. now but uh just the fact that you know we've kind of made a friendship with you we've had you on the show and just it, it just all hit more at home right. at least for me yeah I, definitely I most definitely yes the show. um so you know it's it's a great album please go out and find it uh can you tell our listeners where they can track down this album so they can listen to all these wonderful songs for sure oh, where can't they track down this album <laughs> So, yeah, they can go to our page, which is on Facebook. Yeah. Go to our page on Facebook, which is Soul Duo Music. And from there, they can, they can send us a message and we will email the whole album and the artwork and everything else. So they can actually just get it. Uh, or it can be downloaded from The List Is Endless. <laughs> Amazon. Well, the famous ones are, I guess, Amazon. iTunes. iTunes. Mm -hmm. Spotify. You Spotify. Um, and then there are many others that I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, well, you were going down the list on the show yesterday. I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of that before. I That's know. crazy, right? No, I mean, what is, what's that one? Freddie? But it's KK Box. Yeah. KK I, Box. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what he knows, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, so, 
uh, Napster. I didn't even know Napster still Right, was. right. I said that. When you yeah. said Napster is still out there? What? <laughs> I know, I know. So, yeah, every, Google Play, Apple Music, mm-hmm. uh, and many other digital outlets. Amazon <laughs> as well. Amazon, yeah, Amazon. And Instagram and Facebook, which we had no idea you could sell your music then. Wow. Yeah, no right, right. But really, the... the- the best place to get it from is directly from, from them, them because that way they cut out the middleman. Okay. Right. So they can get it to you. Yeah. They get as much of the funding from it as possible. So um, please go to their and message them on their Facebook page, on YouTube, on, uh, on Instagram. They are at soul duo music on all those sites, find them, connect with them, uh, get the album from them. They'll direct you to a, a PayPal account where you can pay for it there. And then that's the way they get, you know, the entire proceeds and no one's taking it out for, for yeah. them. So definitely do it. You'll want to check it out. It's a great album for yeah, sure. Definitely. So. Thank you. you. You can be our manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, well, we're going to take you out with one more song from that. I think we'll go with one of Michelle's favorite for this one to take you out. And, uh, and we hope to have them back again on the yes. show sometime soon. Hopefully sometime when they announce that Disney Cruise is coming back again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So Michelle, why don't you, are, you want to ask them about a song first and um, then we'll go to it? Well, I just, I, I guess announce it is when it comes. I just love that song. Um, I will cry when I hear it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just love it. I just think it's beautiful. It That worked out really nicely, didn't yeah. it? And our friend, one of our friends, I don't know if you know, but um, Rodrigo, who's a guitarist, he's um, like, um, he's from Chile, Chile but uh-huh. he lives in, in Canada. And um, he plays guitar on the ships, and he actually played all of the Spanish guitar on that oh, song. Oh wow! wow. He, He's he, amazing. He came to my yeah. he came to our room, didn't he? On the fantasy, the, on, the, on the magic the wonder. Oh, on the wonder, on the wonder, and he came and recorded guitar there. Um, nice. So, yeah, and so that song has been floating around for a while. But it and, and I wrote it, it. It was, I think it was just for me to sing, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked out that if I changed the words around a little, it would work really well as a almost like a duet right so, right yeah so that was nice so that actually rodrigo is one of the only guests yeah <laughs> on the album. nice i love it and that's i think what well you know i i don't know about you michelle mm-hmm. but what i love about it is the fact that it does use you know lyrics uh vocals from both of right. you in it so it just it shows you as a duo yeah uh, so well not that you know most of your songs don't but that one really specifically does to me and it calls out yeah. to yeah. me most definitely so so uh, thank you again, Sonia Paul, for coming on the show once again and, and discussing your brand new album, Collide. We're going to be listening to it on repeat uh, yes. from here on out for a long time until we get back to either a Disney cruise, Saturday shows, whatever it may be. We've talked about booking a, a cruise specifically. Once we <laughs> finally get back there and you are on what which ship you're on, finding that ship and booking a cruise with that because we want to spend some more time with you in person eventually. We're not stalkers or anything. No, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but we do want to have- little bit. No, we do want to have a, a, a proper cup of tea together, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not bags. No bags. Loose tea. Oh, nice. wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. So, so we'll take you out with uh, When It Comes From There, a brand new album, Collide. Uh, Sonia, Paul, Soul Duo, thank you again for visiting us on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thank you, guys. Lovely to see you again. Thank Likewise. you so much for having always so much fun that it goes by so quickly oh, yeah no. was that really three hours <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
That was great. Really, really excited that we got to talk with Sonia and Paul again from Soul Duo. And yes, definitely, please go out and purchase their brand new album, Collide, because 
The music is spectacular. They're such great musicians, right. as you've heard already. And you know it's going to be just a, a great time to listen to and enjoy that and probably get you through until we get to our next Disney cruise eventually. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, like you said, they're really special. I can't say that enough. And uh, I'm excited about the new album. I love their music. And uh, I'm going to miss them on our Saturdays. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that things come together and eventually we get to see them on a Disney That's cruise sooner rather than later. For, for their own benefit. I mean, let's be honest, they're they're at home right now and they're not right. making all the money that they could make. So hopefully they can get back out there and, and be the wonderful Disney Cruise Line cast members that we know and enjoy and uh, that we can all sail right with them. And I know we've talked about it already. As soon as they start sailing again and we find a cruise that they're on, we will be <laughs> there with be them. Great. So. So let's get to our main topic of the week. Now, this is a lot of fun because this is actually a lot of interest to many people. I mean, yes, some people go to Disney on a budget. Some people, you know, like our episode, you know, a little few weeks back where it was all about luxury. They go for more luxurious, but this is kind of right in the middle there. And that's the (laughs) Disney moderate resorts, uh, which are actually all pretty good. I think we've stated a few of them. I think you've stated many of them and we've enjoyed them many times. And so we're going to discuss several of these and and talk about uh, why they may be right for you. And of course, we do this always with Michelle because Michelle (laughs) has the best deep dives into this kind of stuff. Uh, So Michelle, please uh, let us know, let our listeners know kind of more about these moderate resorts. Okay. Um, So first of all, and I'll just run through the names of them and and then talk about some commonalities and some things that make each of them very different and special. Uh, So you have the Coronado, uh, the Caribbean Beach, uh, Port Orleans, both the Riverside and the French Quarter, Mm -hmm. and then the cabins at Fort Wilderness. So those are classified as the the moderate. And some of the things that we see typically among all of that category is um, they typically have at least one table service restaurant. Sometimes it may only be for dinner. Um, Then another common element is the the issue of transportation, where bus is the predominant and and in some case the only (laughs) form of transportation. Um, And and the, the other thing that's common is most of them are very vast right. in, in their geography. Uh, and so even with the bus transportation, they might have multiple stops in the same resort. Uh, so that might help you in deciding which room you want to try to um, select when you're considering one of the moderate resorts. And, and that's not a criticism. It's just, you know, there are some that they are, like I said, they're just really vast and you have lots of stops. Yeah. And it's one of the things I talked about in a tip a couple of weeks back is that you should know that going in, because if you're trying to get to say an advanced dining reservation or to get that uh, boarding group for uh, rise of the resistance right. or whatever. And you know, if you're going out and you're expecting, Oh, it's only going to take us 20 minutes or whatever to get to the park. Once the bus comes, um, you, you'll need to know ahead of time that maybe it takes more stops. It may take a little longer right. at some of these resorts. So kind of plan that out ahead of time. That's true. That's true. Um, So when thinking of a location at the resorts, um, they classify them by views, you know, or you can get just like a standard view, but some of them will like, say, a pool view or woods view or something like that. And other than the cabins, the cabins are kind of unique in in how they're set up. But other than that, uh, really, from a 
a concept that I, I've observed is it really doesn't matter the view because you just really have that one single window that opens up into the hallway where everybody walks by. Yeah. So if you leave that window open, you're, you're just, you know, um, no Look privacy. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you may think about that in the sense that you might not have that window open a lot, even more so than some other type of, you know, regular non-Disney uh, hotels where you could have your windows and curtains open all the time. So that's... Uh, again, the one difference of that is the cabins right. at Fort Wilderness. Yes, I mean, there are people that will be walking by, but you have a little more privacy there. Exactly. And so um, so that's something to take into consideration when you're looking at the view. Your your room might be better select, selected by where you want to be. Right. So if, if your kids or you like the pool, then do a pool view. At least you know you're close to the pool, you yeah. know. So anyway, so those are kind of the commonalities of them. Uh, and then there's some things, mainly with theming, that makes each of them unique. So these are in no particular order. Um, so starting with the Caribbean Beach Resort. Uh, now... As the name says, <laughs> they are capturing the essence of the areas in the Caribbean. It's like being at a beach in the Caribbean, That's right? That's right. It's That's exactly right. what it is, right? Just the same. Yeah. So their target. <laughs> yes, exactly. So their target. <laughs> keep talking, honey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I do that because I don't know the stuff. She knows the stuff. So I have to sound like I know anything and I don't. So, so it's well, a good thing Michelle's here. The one thing that you do know are a lot of the areas that it tries to pull its theming from. So places that we've been to like Barbados, Jamaica, Martinique, Trinidad, and uh, Aruba. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so you, you're going to really see the color schemes, the bright colors, and you know, the, the type of music that you might hear in, in the background and everything all pulled together from those locations. So it, it really is an exciting kind of an atmosphere when you're there, right. you know, very fun type of atmosphere. Yeah, agreed. So um, one good thing about yeah. the Caribbean beach is they actually do have a Skyliner that goes. goes to right. Yeah. That's one of the things, uh, again, that makes that one unique is that they did, uh, when they built the Skyliner included that. So that really makes, uh, traveling to, uh, Epcot and Hollywood studios mm -hmm. a lot easier. That that's the one, like I said, where there's a predominance of bus transportation. That's one that has the addition of the Skyliner, which really makes it unique and convenient. elevates it definitely that's elevates true it for sure that's true um so they also have a lot of the other type of activities that you see at moderate resorts which would be like usually they usually have campfire programs movies under the the stars and one of the things that you know as we're talking through this there are some things that are open now and there's some that are not open yet so i i at first i was trying to distinguish what is or isn't and it it, it just kind of sounded clunky and cluttered. So I'm just giving you everything that they have. And, and depending on when, you know, you decide to go on a trip to and take in one of these resorts, you could look to see what is actually available. But this is just uh, the standard what they've built into that resort. Right. right. And if you ever want to hit us up for with any questions, Michelle was happy to answer them. I don't know anything, <laughs> but Michelle does. Sure. So please hit us up, you know, email us, uh, hit us up on social media, whatever. Michelle will answer your questions. I'll just sit there and say, yeah, Michelle will answer your questions. <laughs> You're funny. 
<laughs> well, thank you, honey. Um, so, but they also have some other uh, activities that are fun. So, like they they actually have a volleyball court there. Uh, they have fishing. They have a very picturesque. I can't say that picturesque jogging trail. Oh. You know, so all kinds of things. A bike rental that can also be available to you. Uh, if you go on one of these moderate resorts. And that's important too, because of their distance from the parks, you might want to plan some a day where you're not going into the parks, you know, and do some of the activities right there at your resort. Right. I mean, you're at this spot, you paid a little bit more for it than maybe the budget hotels or whatever. Mm -hmm. So why not take advantage of that spot? Right, exactly. You know, and as we mentioned, um, there's typically one table service at least, uh, restaurant uh, at uh, Caribbean Beach, they have Sebastian's Bistro, which has um, some Latin flavors and some Caribbean flavors. For me, it very much is reminiscent of when I lived in Miami. You could, uh, a lot of the dishes that you could enjoy there are at this location as well. And it is only for dinner, but it is casual dining and it is table service. And then, of course, they have a lot of uh, quick service, mobile, grab-and-go kind of meals at most of them, including this resort as well. I think that the table service restaurant, I mean, obviously there's a few other things that elevate it as well, but mm-hmm. the table service restaurant is one of the key things that make puts it a step above the, uh, the budget resort. Right, for sure. exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, the other thing that you see with the layout, again, not the cabins, the cabins we're going to talk about separately, but in the moderate resorts is you have your, your room that has the beds, uh, and then you typically have some type of separation that then leads into an area that has a sink and then uh, the restroom shower area separate, which is nice because then you can have somebody in the restroom and somebody at the sink getting ready in the morning and kind of help move things along. So yeah. that's also very common in all of these moderate resorts. Yeah, it's really important when you're trying to get the whole family ready. You don't want somebody in there hogging up the bathroom and everybody else having to wait. Right, you know. right. Um, so in looking at the actual room, since we're talking about the rooms, if you really want to feel like you're transported to the tropics, this is the resort for you because it really does pull in the color schemes, like the orange and browns and, you know, it's, but it's bold and lively. Um, you know, uh, even the sliding doors that separate to the, uh, sink area, it's kind of like wood and kind of like thatch it style or you know tanny kind of yeah yeah i'm not good at describing those but it that to me i i love those yeah. i think they're adorable and really add to the the feeling of that theme in your room with you cool um now, as you know, as we all know, pirates are in the Caribbean. Ah, so. Let's talk like a pirate day today, as a matter of fact. Arr. Arr. So Be there you, rum? <laughs> well, if, it, if you're in our room, there is. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. But, you know, like, if, if this is one of the things that really makes this hotel unique is that they do have some very special rooms that are pirate-themed. Uh, so, you, you know, obviously you have your standard rooms, but you can, you can if you're interested, get a pirate-themed room. And these are wonderful. I mean, 
everything is so tied in nicely, like the beds look like they're a, a ship with the kind of like sails as the bed posts, um, you know, that even all the dressers are, look like they're, you know, wooden cargo boxes and things. Very so cool. it's, it, it really is cool. It really is a fun room. Um, they do have some, some design that they've linked into it that tie in um, Peter Pan, obviously, mm. but to me, most of it reminds me more of the movies of Pirates of the Caribbean, like the way the rug looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost, you know, has the same color schemes and everything and just a lot of little details. It, it's it's really an amazing looking room. I, I don't know if, here if you can see. That, oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I can see it with the ship in the back and right. everything. Yeah. Pretty cool. We'll post that on the YouTube video. Right. Yeah. So really cute room, really cute design. And I know a lot of kids and adults, you know, have a pirate side and you know you might want to consider something well, we talked like about this. immersive vacations last right. week um you know maybe you know doing something like a pirate uh, day or a pirate vacation and that would tie right in with it exactly right? exactly so you know kind of to sum this one up i would just call you know like if you were to put it all in one word at the caribbean it's it's fun it's yeah. just a lot of fun and and you feel that excitement when you're there very cool yeah, it looks, it looks great. And I've never stayed there, but I definitely uh, is interesting. Right, right. For sure. So the next one we want to venture over to is Port Orleans. And that has like two sides. There's Riverside and French Quarter. So we'll talk about Riverside first. That's the larger area of it. and But even within there, you have different styles of the buildings where the the rooms are so you 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 know you have um some that look like you know stately you know mansions uh, plantation yeah plantation mansions uh-huh. um you know and then you have others that look like cottages you know but they mm. they just all tie in that romance of um louisiana you uh-huh. know and so um that's also, as I mentioned, the larger one. So that's kind of the hub of where you might find a lot of activities compared to the French Quarter side. Um, so the other thing that makes this one unique is that it is dog friendly. Wow. So it's one of their dog friendly resorts. Um, and it's another one that has fishing. Uh, it's catch and release mm-hmm. fishing hole. Again, they have the evening campfire and um, movie under the stars. Um, they they actually uh, call it the campfire. Let me say it rightly the campfire on the bayou on the bayou on the bayou (laughs) so um this one and we've talked about this activity in the past that they do have the horse-drawn carriage that takes Uh you uh for for like a 25 30 minute ride through uh through the the whole resort and that is a beautiful thing to do that's really really fun um and they, you know, as I said, they also have uh, one sit down or one t- sit down, one table. <laughs> I, I say I call it that all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> yes, it is table service. I call it sit down restaurants too. I guess, but yes, you can sit down even at the quick service restaurants, right. whatever. But I, I know, I know why you would go to that because I do the same thing. Oh my so. god! So they have one um, table service. It's boat right dining hall um it's beautiful we've eaten there many times uh we we really enjoy that one uh they also have a food court the riverside mill food court as well right there um but one of the things that we really enjoy there is one of their lounges it's the uh, river roost lounge uh it's really 
pretty inside mm -hmm. of that that lounge. You know, it has like a really large glass uh, mirrored area by the bar. I mean, again, it brings in that warm charm of Louisiana. But we go there for the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Which we we. we uh, I think you knew a little bit about it. I didn't know much about it, but we were invited there by Rob and right. Kim, you know, from the Hoopty Duo and the JTA, the JTA Temple Archives podcast. And uh, they were there, and we had the best time right. going to see Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's really super fun place to go. I know that is definitely one that's not open right now. Um, but once it is, it's something you'll want to, sure. you know, take part in for sure. Definitely entertaining evening for uh, children of all ages. Uh, by right. The way. Exactly. I'll probably add the uh, video to this on the YouTube of me running up and down the bar like a, <laughs> like a lunatic <laughs> at uh, Yeehaw Bob's request. Uh, so you can check that out. It, it's just you know, I guess the best description it would probably fall under as a vaudeville kind of a show, but in reality, like you said, it gets everybody or, or most every you know, obviously, if you're not one to want to get up or moving around, you don't have to, there's no pressure, but you know, he really does try to involve the uh, whole audience, yes, for sure. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, the rooms they have, you know, um, kind of that warm charm to them as well. Um, more subtle kind of things. They do incorporate uh, the princess and the frog, mm. but it's not like shouting. It's very subtle things that you see around there that, that are fun to, to uh, explore in, in that room. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's been same, a long time since we've stayed there, but right. uh, yeah, we enjoyed it when we Yeah, there. I think I've stayed there um, probably more when I, I, several times when I lived in Florida. It's a place that I would go to. Yeah, yeah I, I've stayed there once with you, and I enjoyed our, mm -hmm. our stay there. Yeah. Right, right. Now, they also have a few special rooms that they call the royal uh, rooms. Mm -hmm. They're stunning and opulent, and I'm going to let you see that. Yeah, that's pretty stunning and opulent. It oh, is. That's it a, those is. are good words for it. It is. Um, so, like, their curtain area is, you know... Um, very stately looking and everything and you know all the they they bring in a lot more colors that you associate with royal so like blues dark blues royal blues golds mm -hmm. um but those those are really special rooms yeah, for sure looks like it yeah so that 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 would actually be you know and their chandelier is really nice the carpeting is beautiful so um that really makes that a stay there pretty special mm -hmm. you know um and so it's kind of fun that they they have those there so, all right. Shall we move on to then to the other side, the French Quarter? Yes. Let's, let's, go, let's head down to the French Quarter. <laughs> and that has more of a New Orleans type of feel to it. So kind of a Bourbon Street uh, Right, area. exactly. Yeah. French Quarter style, because it's called the French Quarter. Um, so you, you'll see gas lamps, raw iron fences, um, big Mardi Gras characters and, you know, <laughs> and cobblestone streets. I mean, nice. anything that, that you can think of of Mardi Gras, you, you see it right there, uh, all, especially in the central area as well. Um, it does not have a, uh, I was going to say sit down. It does not have table <laughs> service, <laughs> but it, it is close enough to go to Boatwright's yeah. uh, dining hall, but they do have, um, the quick service there and let me tell you from morning till the wee hours at night you can get 
Mickey-shaped beignets. Oh, wow. Sold. <laughs> I know, right? You know, and, and you know, the best thing about it is, one, of course, everything tastes better when it's Mickey-shaped. Also, there are no calories when it's Mickey-shaped. Sure, shaped. So that's right. So you can right. have as many as you want. You won't gain a pound. <laughs> so whether you want them... That may, at, or may not be true. I know, I know. <laughs> we all know the truth. So whether, you know, so whether that you want to have that as your breakfast or a mid-morning snack or even dessert, they also create Sundays with them and in the evening time. So um, you can definitely get your fill of beignets and adorable as they are being Mickey shaped. (laughs) I know. So winner right there. Exactly. Um, You know, so we were talking with some of the different activities that they have at these resorts. One of the real interesting ones, and and we haven't participated in it, but it really sounded kind of intriguing. It's called Painting on Bayou. Oh. And they do have they do have this um, weekly on Wednesdays. Uh, it's it's at the um, what's it called Sasagola Floatworks. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Sounds good to me. Sasagola. Just say it confidently, and then everybody <laughs> anybody who doesn't know what it is will believe that that's what it is. So that's where their food court is. Um, but anyways, they 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 do this on Wednesdays, um, and it's thirty five dollars plus tax for a person. They said uh, it doesn't matter what your level of, of talent is for artistry that they'll well, that's good. make if it. I'm going to be involved because <laughs> I'm not very good artist. <laughs> make it fun for you, but um, it, it really sounded fun to me. You know. Yeah. So um, now they have uh, similar rooms to the Riverside, uh, but just more of the French feel because it's called French quarters, you know, so like the fleur de lis Mm. throughout there is the motif and, you know, just really um, subtle, kind of calming and just very charming. That's why I think of New Orleans, subtle. Calming. <laughs> yeah, they have that big New Orleans outside, and in your room, it's just a lot more charming. <laughs> Perfect. That is so funny that you say that. Um, one of the other things, and I forgot to mention it actually with um, even with the other uh, resorts that we've talked about so far, but what, what's fun to do and fun to see, and we've talked about this in the past too, is decorating your windowsill uh-huh. on the inside. And it's like I said, it's fun to do that, whether you're putting stuffed animals or some, you know, of the peel away appliques mm-hmm. on the windows or whatever. It's fun to do. And then when you're staying there as well, walking through and seeing other people's right. decorations. It's a holiday season. Put oh, up my definitely goodness. Yeah. Different holidays. Yeah. Right. So it's, it. you know, that's kind of really neat. And that's one thing that's unique about their windows that you can do that there and then be able to appreciate other people's decorations. Right. So. A, a bit more closely. I mean, some places you can still see them. Like we, I know we've seen them at the Wilderness Lodge. They right. put decorations out in the balcony and yeah, such. Yeah, definitely. But it's, you know, obviously you're going to be walking by a lot of these windows as you're sure. passing to your room. So exactly. You, it's much more easy to see right yeah so pretty fun cool yeah so um i i don't think you've stayed at the french quarters no uh, only riverside i've only stayed there once with you okay Yeah. yeah so uh i stayed at both um and the convenience at riverside is is better than at french quarter but for my preference, I just like the coziness. Uh, it, it just, again, yes, outside it screams, you know, Mardi Gras. But inside, it just feels much more calming, very, very yeah. cozy, homey. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. All right. So now on to Coronado. 
Coronado Springs. Why am I having such trouble talking? Because we're doing a podcast. And <laughs> I think I'm I'm rubbing off on you because every podcast I have trouble talking. Just wait till we get to the lockout and I fail at that again after episode 120 plus, you know. <laughs> Too funny. So anyways, this one, as a lot of people know, went through some major renovations and additions to it. And um, actually, now when you look at it, it looks much more grand, much more um, rich looking. Well, with the uh, the Grandestino Tower, right. right? That was a big deal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it has more amenities than some of the other moderate resorts, you know, so like in addition to some of the other things that they have, um, they also have a 24-hour fitness center. They too have a volleyball court, um, but they also have nicer and more dining options, mm. including more table well, Especially service. since they added the Grand Destino. They right. really up their game food-wise and, exactly. and lounge-wise there, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, but, and so they have a range. They have like a... Um, a sports bar and grill in their lobby, as well as some other table service ones. And then they also have uh, Toledo's, which is their uh, top of steak and seafood restaurant mm-hmm. on the top of the resort. So where you get great food, um, mm-hmm. elegant food in a great setting and views up there. So like I said, it's it's a vast amount of options that you have. And they also have like a lakeside dining, which gives you some areas to view outdoors on their, their lakes Very there. Nice. Yeah. So um, that's called the Lakeside, lakeside Bar and Grill. Um, and th- what's really nice is after you eat there, you can go outside and they have some other areas that you can sit. One has like wind chimes mm. and, you know, seating outside there for their lounge. And then there's another area that has like a fire pit. Oh. So, you know, different options to, to take in when you're out there as well. Very cool. Um, uh, so as with Port Orleans French Quarter, they too have an art program. Mm. It's called Colors of Coronado. I want, I want to say Colorado. Colors of <laughs> Coronado <laughs> Painting Experience. Um, it takes place on Mondays in the Dahlia Lounge. And this one is $50 a person. Ah. So, But it's a nice uh, activity that you could choose to do if you sure. want to be out there. Um so in terms of their rooms, one of the things is that they are larger, even their standard rooms mm. are larger than what you see even at the other moderate resorts. So you do ha- you do feel like you have that spaciousness. Nice. But they also have much bigger rooms up to the point where they have executive suites that mm. have a separate sitting area with a couch and chairs and TV, obviously, and a big dining room table and chairs. Um, they don't have cooking facilities there but other than that they do have a lot of space if you wanted to have a room to that level of you know niceness yeah you know luxury you know what I would say about this resort is the way that they have really expanded it and um, the renovations that they've done in it if it wasn't for the transportation and the distance from the parks this would probably be a deluxe yeah yeah, well, especially it's very since, close to since being, they added the tower for right. sure. Yeah, so um, you know they still rely on bus service everywhere, and so that's the one drawback, I guess, that would make it be considered moderate 
because of that, yeah. you know. But, you know, what you really see in this, it, it was truly designed to be a perfect location for conventions, mm. you know. And, and actually, if I were to attend a convention at Walt Disney World, this is the place That's where... That's the place I, you want to do it? Yeah, because, you know, you have the beauty that you and theming that you would appreci- can appreciate from a Walt Disney World resort. You have a lot of different activities that you could do, a lot of different places to go there Mm -hmm. and experience and you're just you're not as convenient to the parks to be taunted (laughs) (laughs) not teasing not like if you're at the contemporary magic kingdom it's just a hop skip and a jump away it's like can i sneak out of that session and walk over there There i know i know so that's what i think makes it really uh convenient for you know conventions meetings and things like that perfect yeah yeah excellent but yeah they're um the upgrades to their rooms is just spectacular. Mm. You know, they have club level suites, um, you know, like I said, so you can get bigger, bigger rooms. But as I mentioned, even the standard is larger than most moderate resorts. So mm. kind of convenient there. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And I know I, we just mentioned a little bit ago about Robin Kim LeBerry and the Hoopty Duo mm-hmm. uh, review podcast. They did a review of the... Uh, the Dahlia Lounge, and I, I also, I think it was, was it Toledo Tapas right. and Steakhouse? Yes. Tala Steak, whatever the name of it is. They did a review of that. So uh, if you want to know what those are like, uh, definitely go search out their definitely. podcast. Yeah. They did a great job reviewing They did. Sure. They did. They made it sound really yummy. Yeah. And they even talked about their cocktails that they experienced there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so all in all with this resort, again, this is massive in the number of buildings and the the layout. So that it it can be great. Like I said, it, you know, depending on why you're there. Uh, again, if you're looking for a room, you might want to consider if you're going to be park heavy, a room near where there's bus stops or near the front, um, because it is pretty large mm-hmm. and expansive. And so that's the one thing that you know, like if you're with kids and they get anxious, like I want to get to the park, this one's going to be a little tougher on that in terms of time or time that you have to plan on. Because even if you get on at a, you know, the bus first, like by the lobby, you might have other, right. you know, you'll have to experience other stops along the way as before it even goes. And the same thing at the end of a long day, depending on where your stop is, you might have to go through a lot of yeah. stuff. It's definitely something to account for in virtually all of these moderate resorts. Right, right. The the difference in transportation timing that it takes to get to many of these different spots. And so the next thing I want to say about it is not to say it's an impossible resort to deal with, but it's something to consider. Mm -hmm. So if you're with little ones... Um, or if you're traveling or yourself have issues with ambulation and, you know, I've gone with my mother who has some challenges with walking at Mm -hmm. time. Um, this is, can be a challenge. This resort can be a challenge because of that. Like your room, even to the bus stop might be far, or if you want to experience some of their restaurants and you're not near the main hub, um, you're going to, you're going to have a trek yeah so it's it's not a bad thing but it's just something to consider right might be better resorts that even as long as you don't mind paying the parking fee that you may want to rent a car or bring your own car for true exactly so all right so the last category in of the moderate resorts or the last uh, one in that category are the cabins at fort wilderness Mm -hmm. which we have done multiple Multiple times times. it's one of our favorites for sure because of all the conveniences that it brings 
So again, it's tied in with theming. And I know we've talked about it even recently um, in terms of, the, of our immersive experience. You know, it just has that charm of... Um, of a cabin, mm-hmm. you know, of a log cabin. They're basically trailers, but they feel like a cabin. Right, they yeah. really do. And even on the inside, you know, they bring in the wood. They have wood beams. They have high, you know, ceilings. All paneling. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they have definitely that that theming throughout. The biggest thing that we experience as a draw for it is the full kitchen mm-hmm. availability there. So you do have a full-size refrigerator um, and stove. Uh, You have a microwave that's also a convection oven. If you so choose to to cook, you have a dishwasher there as well. And so it's, it provides a lot of the services that the villas have Mm -hmm. uh, with the daily as and you get daily um, housekeeping services. So that's kind of nice when things are normal. Right. Uh, And you know, it's, it's nice because it is basically broken down like a one bedroom suite. You have the bedroom area, you know, separated by a hallway where the bathroom is. And then that goes into a sitting area in the kitchen. Right. Exactly. And the sitting area, you know, has a big couch and, you know, has other chairs around. You have a a table on the inside um, that has like a a bench and then some chairs. And then you have the picnic table, the Mm -hmm. large picnic table table out on the patio porch area Mm -hmm. you have a grill out there a charcoal grill um, that if you use it they clean it Mm -hmm. after you you know then when they come through house for housekeeping Mm -hmm. services so you don't have to worry about removing the you know the burnt charcoal etc so um, you know it just offers a lot of options for families you like you said it, it it does have that woodsiness around Mm -hmm. there so you know even though you're next to somebody else you there's typically enough trees in between to at least feel like you have some sense of privacy it's a glamping feel it is camping slash glamping i mean you're you know you're in this really nice space but you also have these wooded areas just outside the windows and you have a little space in between you and the cabin next to i mean it's not a huge amount of space you can see the cabin next cabins next to you but you do have a little bit of space between you so you feel like you have a little more privacy in that regard and um it's just really it's it's really nice feel right it totally is so it offers, as we mentioned, a lot of conveniences for, you know, being indoors with having the, you know, full kitchen. So like if you wanted to have either food delivered, um, you know, to, to cook meals yourself or to have, you know, more availability for snacks inside or whatever, you can do that either through third parties or through Disney themselves. Or if you're driving, just bring your own. With yeah, you, huh? yeah. You know, pack up a cooler and bring it with you. Right. You know, uh, or you could, you know whether you want to Uber or, you know, um, if you have a car, you can go mm-hmm. to a local grocery store and bring things in, you know, but it just provides that convenience in that regards. Uh, what's less convenient is the travel to the parks, mm-hmm. you know, so again, that you're taking buses and in some cases you're taking mu- multiple buses. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're taking a bus and then a boat, you yep. know, um, but you know, like I said, that's that's the one thing that's less convenient. But the, the great thing about it is you're at Disney. You know you're at Disney World, and yet you have comfort. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, so. and I, I, we like it so much, most because of the space, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the key things for us when we've been there. And now that we're, you know, we we joined DVC a couple of years ago, and we right. tend to do more of the staying at DVC resorts now. But that is one of the few places that we will still plop down right. cash for, even when we have DVC points, right. because we enjoy it so much. We went there with family just a couple of years ago, right. and they enjoyed it. We had a great time together. We we brought even more family over and all sat out and had a cookout and sat out on yeah. Yes. Our porch on the on the uh, picnic table right. and enjoyed a nice meal and there's plenty of space there right. and everything and the kids can go out and explore a little bit in the woods here yes. around there it's just a lot of fun it is a lot of fun you know um, what I didn't mention is all these resorts have pools obviously mm-hmm. um, what this one what's unique to this one is that they do have horseback riding mm-hmm. they have archery um, so it you have some of that and they have the fishing and you know, boat the, rentals and boat and, rentals yeah. you know and things like that. Um, they also have a, a playground area with a with also uh, by the marina and at night it, not only it's it fun there to be just around there or if you're you got reservations at the hoop de do review you can be out there but they all it's also a spectacular way to see the fireworks mm-hmm. and they they actually pipe in the music there. yeah you're pretty close to magic kingdom mm-hmm. so you can actually see the fireworks pretty well from the beach there and they do pipe the music yeah it is a good spot for right sure. Uh, they and that's all the uh, the electric uh, water pageant as well. And that's those. true. Yeah. That is true. And they were the original starting resort to have the um, the the campfire program with the s'mores and also the movies under the stars. Mm-hmm. So they, that's where it all started, and it kind of expanded after right. that to, like, to many others. But the camping field that's there, right, right, they would have a campfire. Chippendale yeah. coming out there and everything. So um, you know, in terms of eateries, you know, because it's cabins, they they have also they're kind of scaled back what they have. They do have a table service that is a buffet style. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for br- for um, breakfast and dinner, and then on the weekends brunch, mm-hmm. and then they have some more um, quick service at different locations there. So they have like mainly by the pool area, meadows, um, by the meadow. Yeah, the, the trading post. Yeah, right. Sorry, can't think of words today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't say them any day. Plus, I feel like I'm talking so rote, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying to make no, it sound interesting. Doing, no. and it's I, like, I find this all fascinating because a lot of these places, I don't, um, I've, you know, I've stayed at the, uh, at the uh, Port Orleans mm-hmm. with you once. Right. Um, I've stayed multiple times at the cabin. So I right. know a lot about the cabins, but I've not stayed at any of the other locations. Right. So, you right. know, we, you have stayed at yeah. um, most, if not all of them. Right, right. Um, so, you know, you, it's good to have somebody who knows their oh, stuff. Thank you. Thank you. But anyways, um, so like wrapping it up with um, Fort Wilderness, you know, I, I do think they provide a more room, um, and more conveniences than other other locations. Um, but as as we said, as with any of the moderate resorts, the transportation is the one thing that separates it maybe from some of the deluxe. Right. Yeah. Uh, the one thing with Fort Wilderness also is that you can, uh, yes, if you could all, it's easy to drive in if you did bring your own car or rental mm-hmm. car. It's easy to drive in. Um, and then you could pull up to the bus station or whatever right. and park there. Uh, even better yet, if you don't mind spending a little more uh, and they're available, renting a golf cart, you can right. rent a golf cart for 
one day, two days, your entire stay, whatever. Right. And then you can just zip throughout the resort when you want to go get food or when you want to get to the buses or right. to the boats or whatever. And that's a really easy way to get around. You True. Know, they're not cheap. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it is very convenient for you and, and can, you know, speed up the process every once in a while if you do want to get right. to the parks or whatever, because you're not waiting for that extra bus to come by and travel True. all around the resort. So that is um, a really good point. There, yeah. there are other possibilities within uh, Fort Wilderness anyways to help you get around if you so desire. Right. That's true. You know, and those golf carts are, you know, it's, it's best to make reservations mm-hmm. ahead of time. Um, you know, they do hand have some as a as a walk up but when it's the busy time of year they they run out quickly yeah, so yeah. it's it's a, it's always safer to reserve them for the duration you don't have to reserve them for the entire duration mm-hmm. as you said one day or two day or the entire stay um so that's pretty convenient um and plus there are certain times of the year that they have parades mm-hmm. that groups come together, especially during the holidays. Um, but there are other times that you might just happen upon them. Like we did that. We were seeing some for a wedding that I think it was the, for the bridal shower, they did a parade and the girls all dressed up as princesses right. and drove through the, through the area, you know, car after car. Decorated their carts yeah, with a it was awesome. theme to their right. whatever princess, princess they were and everything. Yeah, it was great. They, yeah. they do a lot of that stuff there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's really um, fun resort during uh like the fourth of july weekend they'll have various parades where people you know decorate their their uh carts very patriotically yeah. and everything so it's a uh, really really fun definitely location definitely so. like i said if you can't tell one of our favorite <laughs> spots well, like you said, you, you know, if you have a car, you pull it up right to your your exact right. cabin. Mm-hmm. And so that's really convenient. Or if people coming to visit you, they can park there. They don't have to park, you know, on the main entrance and, and bus in or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. Too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I think I've covered all that's really of good the coverage. moderate resorts. That's really good coverage of all the moderate <laughs> resorts. Um, we would love to know what you think of the moderate resorts. What's your favorite and mm-hmm. why we did. I did put it out on the uh, the newsletter this week. And I did get one response from somebody who right. uh, chimed in on uh, their favorite moderate resort. It's from Scott in Minnesota. He hit us up on uh, an nice. email. Thank you, Scott. He said, uh, hi, Tom and Michelle. I don't know what a mo- what is a moderate resort, <laughs> but I see Port Orleans in the photo. I did put Port Orleans in the photo because there was a very picture of Port Port Orleans in a photo in the newsletter. Uh, We've stayed at both Riverside and French Quarter and love them both. The pool at Riverside is incredible, but French Quarter has the beignets. I've actually walked from Riverside to French Quarter to bring some back to the room. They may not have all made it back. Shocking. And I don't blame you. I get that. Yeah. If you're going to do out the work, you should get the extra beignets. That's for sure. He also goes on to say, and it's so cool to how they made the French Quarter grounds look like the French Quarter in New Orleans. A great place to take an evening stroll. I've attached a photo of my daughter at French Quarter from when we surprised her for her birthday. That's Aww. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear your tips, especially Michelle's tips, because we all know she has the best tips for when we finally are able to safely return to the park. Scott in Minnesota. Thank nice. you, Scott. Thank really you. appreciate you That's chiming awesome. in. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really glad cool. you had that g- great experience there, too. And yeah. It really is. Is a 
a lovely location. It is. It, it, you know. it, it definitely, if, even if you're not staying there, go out and check out Yeehaw Bob at some point because it's just true. an enjoyable time. That so. is true. Uh, great look. Michelle always has the base, best looks at the parks, at the resorts, <laughs> the best tips. She has it all. Best lists, even double lists. She does it all. Power of suggestion, well. yeah. honey, really works, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so again, please uh, let us know uh, what your favorite moderate resorts are, and we'll share it on a future show. Yeah, and I love that he shared a special story that it was a, a unique experience at uh, celebrating his daughter. Yeah, How sweet. so cool. So cool. So that's our exploration of Disney's moderate resorts. So it's fun to dive into the Disney moderate resorts. Michelle always does like, such a great job <laughs> of, of looking into these different things. Then, and I actually, I you know, I know some about these, mm-hmm. even though I haven't stayed at many of them. I know something about these Disney moderate resorts, but Michelle still always gives me some great information <laughs> that I had no idea about. And even though there were Disney Vacation Club, and we're probably going to be staying most right. of the time in a Disney Vacation Club resort, um, some of the things she brought up about some of these resorts either we'll visit them. Right. For various reasons, or who knows, you know, maybe sometime when family's around that uh, we may want to stay at one of them again. Again, we love the cabins. We stayed there. Definitely. Lot, yeah. I know. And I know right now you can't get around to the quick serve uh, unless you're staying at those resorts. Um, but we've talked about it in the past and we've experienced some of the quick service at some of these uh, Disney moderate resorts. And they're they're fun because they do give you, a, you know, a little taste of some other type of uh flavors and you know spices and culture and so um it's really exciting to do yeah worth it for a stopover if there's a reason for you to be at some of these resorts whether you be on the skyliner and you're you're deciding you want to stop over a caribbean beach for a little bit or whether you're going to go see once again once this all comes back and and is full-fledged because eventually it's going to happen uh you're going to go see yeehaw bob jackson Mm -hmm. at uh, port orleans or if you want to head over to watch the fireworks on the beaches by the fort wilderness cabins and stop over at P&J's you know takeout Uh, it's it really is it's a lot of fun all those and and again very well themed to all their resorts right again I'm big on the food so (laughs) whether you're talking the Caribbean flavors or the Creole and Cajun Mm -hmm. the um, beignets I know (laughs) (laughs) I know we we need to do uh, once these like you're saying once we're back to more normal operations at the Disney uh, parks and Disney Walt Disney World uh, we really want to be able to have a, a dialogue about you know the restaurant or, or um, food hopping. Yeah, food hopping. I love food hopping. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, we're always hungry when we record these shows. So <laughs> it's always food hopping is always very enticing when we're we'll doing We'll never these, so. learn to eat you before know, we record, never, apparently. Never learn. We'll never learn. <laughs> so today I put out a Twitter poll on uh-huh. the topic of our moderate resorts. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, it's still running, but we have some preliminary responses as we're recording right now. And it looks like, although it's very close, Porter Orleans is ahead uh, at... Oh, this was for a favorite, for uh, favorite moderate resort? Right. Okay. Favorite moderate resort. Thank you, because I don't know why people aren't, you know, reading my mind here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and obviously for Twitter, you can only do four. So Port Orleans includes both Riverside and French Quarters. Right. Uh, but it actually is the location that's right now uh, tweaking ahead. Just 
Just inching ahead. Inching ahead of uh, Caribbean Beach. And so uh, if you haven't already, if you're listening to it today and you want to participate in the in the uh, poll, please do. Uh, and we also love it if you give us some of your reasons for why you've selected that. And we can talk about it next week. Good. And it's running through Monday at some point. So if you've heard this by Monday, you can still take part in it. And if you haven't, if you find the poll and run and respond to it, sure. and let us know um, what your favorite breed, uh, moderate resort is. Um, we will comment on it next week. Exactly. That was a lot of fun. Let's get to our <laughs> Disney stories of the week. Uh, lots of, well, a few Disney stories this week. Not a ton, but there were a few Disney stories this week, mostly involved around uh, Disney Plus in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. And start with uh we reportedly now know who will be playing a major role in a highly anticipated upcoming marvel disney plus series this from variety.com tatiana maslani is nearing a deal to play the lead role of the upcoming she hulk series on disney plus that variety has learned from sources mm-hmm. uh, so it's not official yet this is a slight, little bit of a rumor but usually when things start to hit variety there's right. at least some significant talks going on right and, exactly um this is a really good possibility of this happening so and by the way by the time you've heard this it may have already been sure. inked so we'll see <laughs> uh so uh, just to let you know a little bit about the series she hulk it, it centers on lawyer jennifer walters who um uh, looks like will be played by Maslani. She's the cousin of Bruce Banner uh, and inherits his Hulk powers after she receives a blood transfusion from him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds very Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> It does, actually. Uh, <laughs> unlike the early years of the Hulk and uh, Bruce Banner himself, when She-Hulk uh, when she hulks out, uh, Jennifer is able to retain most of her personality and intelligence and emotional control. So kind of more like uh, if you remember Hulk from uh, Avengers Endgame, right. kind of she gets that right from the beginning. So if you can kind of look into what she might be like to start off. Uh, Maslani herself uh, is perhaps best known for her starring role in the BBC America drama series Orphan Black, which ran for five Five seasons between 2013 and 2017. Uh, Mazami was em- uh, nominated for uh, three Emmys and a Golden Globe during the show's run, uh, winning Emmy for Best Actress in a Drama Series in 2016. She also recently appeared in the HBO drama Perry Mason. On the film side, she has appeared in projects such as Stronger, Destroyer, and Pink Wall. Uh, She-Hulk is one of several Marvel series in the works at Disney+. Plus. Um, and of course, uh, we are waiting to hear, you know, I, I know this is early development. Everything is kind of put stalled, but uh, there's a lot of great series coming up on Disney Plus and we're excited for Definitely. many of them. Uh, speaking of that, uh, there is also appears we have confirmation that one of those shows will be debuting on Disney Plus before the end of this year. Nice. Yeah, so this is from Collider.com. Hidden amongst a long press release for Disney Plus's fall programming schedule was a very welcome surprise. WandaVision, the highly anticipated live action series from Marvel Studios, is still on schedule to debut yes. later this year. So that's exciting. Of course, that uh, stars Scarlet Witch and Vision, and it looks like an intriguing oh, show. Know. On the, I know, can't they, wait. They, they kind of played it out like it was a little bit like Dick Van Dyke, kind of a sitcom type right. series. So very different than uh, pretty much anything you've seen from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, really excited about that. Uh, moving on with 
this story, according to Disney, quote, with the first anniversary of Disney Plus on November 12, the service will kick off its second year with even more original entertainment premiering in late 2020, including WandaVision, the upcoming original series from Marvel Studios, end quote. So it appears uh, that we don't know exactly when it's debuting, but it'll probably be after the anniversary of November 12th, so Mm -hmm. sometime November, maybe early December. But either way, at least we know that that's coming, at least it appears that that is coming at some point this year that uh, all this stuff that's put a pause all delays and so many things Mm -hmm. that has not affected that show anyway very excited i was excited before and really happy to hear that it's still uh on schedule can't wait yep can't wait for that one very very exciting uh moving on uh, again to another disney plus series and we already talked about a little bit at the open of the show the mandalorian season two trailer dropped this week and it's spectacular fantastic great i'm so excited I for know, the show i know no. it really does look amazing it looks like it has some some unique differences that we didn't see in season one so for you know like settings and things right yeah it's you know um Look, it's funny because I was talking with Rob in the Jedi Temple Archives podcast this week, and we discussed. I heard all, that. Yeah, we discussed <laughs> a lot about it. If you want to go listen to that show, and we really kind of broke frame down the by trailer frame. more. <laughs> Shocking no, I'm for us. It's great, uh, but we did break it down a little bit more. But um, so you know, when I was talking with him about it, I was saying, you know, look, you know, when we found out that the Mandalorian was coming on October mm-hmm. 30th originally, I'm like, oh, that's still a ways off, but I can wait. I'm excited for it, but mm-hmm. it's gonna. And then with the, tra- but you know. And then I was excited for the trailer. But when the trailer dropped, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it seems like it's so far away. <laughs> when is this series ever going to get here? But at least the good thing is we can get to go back and we're rewatching season one. And right. we're going to watch the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian mm-hmm. again and kind of go through that to gear up for season two. As for the trailer itself, uh, we got a glimpse, in of Ma- a glimpse of Mando and the child mm-hmm. turning to various different systems. By the narration, it sounds like uh, the season we spent mostly trying to find the child's kind. Now, uh, is that the child's species or is that the Jedi? Because they are discussed as this ancient race of sorcerers who used to battle against the Mandalorian, who are true. Part of the reason why the Mandalorians had that armor was because it was built to battle against the Jedi um, back in the Old Republic days. Uh, And, you know, that means that we may be looking for some of the Jedi that still exist within the universe at that time. We know that there's Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. obviously, is around at that time. Uh, If you've watched the animated series, The Clone Wars and and Star Wars Rebels, Mm -hmm. you know that Ahsoka Tano is still around, possibly Ezra Bridger is somewhere in the universe. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert for anybody (laughs) uh, for those shows. I guess it's not a spoiler alert. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anybody out there. Um, And there's some casting rumors that would go along with that, including... Possibly Sabine Wren, which mm-hmm. would totally make sense because uh, the last person to wield the Darksaber, which we saw at the end right. of season one, uh, was Sabine Wren, at least that we know of. Mm-hmm. So uh, it totally makes sense that uh, she would appear in this. And we saw lots of great uh, worlds that we haven't explored yet right. so far in this. Looks like we might get a visit to Tatooine. We saw a Tusken Raider out there. So yeah, we have to. Um, there was a snowy planet a water planet just a couple of possible interesting systems and I'm just as you can't if you can't tell I'm very very excited for season two of the Mandalorian I think you summarized it really well Um, I don't think I have much to add to it like you said uh, with the scenery you know that we're seeing different worlds which the technology that they use really opens up that 
quite more expansive than what we've seen in most other series, you know, especially series for the small screen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's great to be able to see that they're continuing to expand on that and what they bring to us for storyline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So very excited. Can't wait. Uh, Coming up very, very soon. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be Disney Cruise Line someday with Soul Duo. Let's hope it'll be sooner rather than later of course the Walt Disney World Resort which is open Disneyland Resort which appears to be getting a little closer to yeah. open we may find out more about that this week or next right. but uh, a lot of little hints yeah here and there that whatever yes. the case may be we try and give you some sort of tip that might help you and we always start with Michelle one because she's wonderful <laughs> beautiful gorgeous everything great in the world but she also has the very best tips so let's get right to it here's Michelle's tip of the week well thank you sweetie so uh, my tip really has to do with our topic today with the moderate resorts and one of the things that we mentioned was uh, the location of your room can really impact not totally, but have an impact on your vacation and just giving you tips on how to help, you know, have some control and and look for how to best identify that. And so, first of all, if you've done your planning through a travel agent, you know, let the travel agent know what things are critical to you or important to you. Like, you know, do you like to be near a lobby, you know, or an elevator or or pool or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, start by what things are important to you. Even, even if you don't have a chance to really look at the properties, you can let them know. But if you are more of a independent, you're going to do it on your own. There are a lot of ways to find out what the layouts are, where the room settings are, and, um, you know, that you can find that you can through some of them and you know we're not advertising giving free advertising for anybody but there are some sites that will actually communicate to Disney for you if you have if you're subscribing to them Um, and if you have questions about that you can reach out to us Uh, but also you can go directly to Mm -hmm. Disney you know usually about three or four days before your arrival you could uh, contact Disney to the resort and see if you can put in a request for a type of room. Um, You could say a name of a room, like if you've stayed at a particular Mm -hmm. resort and you really like that room, you know, you can communicate that with them, especially if it's associated with something that is very special. They like to take that into consideration and making sure you're communicating to them that you understand that it's not a guarantee. You're not asking them to guarantee it. You just want to see if they can consider those Mm -hmm. options when they're doing the room assignment. And that holds true too if you're traveling with another party, um, you know, through the My Disney app, you can link those things. But if you are also, you know, wanting to communicate some of those things, let them know. So That's great. It is also was my tip for this week. So. Well, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I know you had told me the other day that you hadn't figured out your tip yet. So I have your tip. <laughs> Because it's actually stealing from one of your tips and just expanding on it. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've both used that tip multiple times. I don't know who originated it. It's probably you. But uh, (laughs) okay. Well, you ready for me to fill in for you here? Okay. (laughs) Now she's going to take one my my backup tip here. Oh no! You can. No, go ahead. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Because Michelle always has the best tips. No, I'm just trying to help because you mentioned it the other day and I thought, oh, let 
me go for I it. I ran into this. Well, the reason I ran into this was because, um, you know, some of you may know I do work in healthcare and I have staff that are outside doing COVID testing. And now we're outside doing a drive through flu vaccine. Yeah. And uh, here in Southern California, it's been extremely really? hot. Yeah. Um, if you watch the news, and fiery, and yes, smoky, fiery. By the I way, mean, um, by the way, uh, you know, our thoughts for everybody that's been affected by the right, fires up here, up and down the West Coast. Exactly. Um, so, just wanted to share with you one of your tips about hydration and the importance of that. <laughs> it was my backup tip? Yeah. <laughs> it's always my backup tip. Oh, we're so synchronized. Yeah, I guess so today. <laughs> You know, and so uh, I've I've really tried to promote and share this with with my staff, and that is, um, you know, obviously water is the most critical, and hydration is really important to keep your your health um, and prevent you from having you know issues related to heat you know heat exertion. So, um, kind of tying in the science of it and how to go about it. So, first of all, um, it's really recommended if you're in a very hot environment, which you could be at the parks mm-hmm. where you're sweating for a sure. lot for Especially hours. In Florida, yeah. Right. Is um, rather than drinking a whole bunch, you know, every so often, is drink like about a cup or eight ounces every hour, at least that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's f- the whole family, you know, don't forget the kids need to keep drinking too, because it's actually better for your body. If you're doing that small amount, like I said, rather than doing, you know, uh, you know, a whole one bottle downing a 20 ounce bottle or whatever, you know, every hour, it's better to do the smaller amounts more frequently. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is also don't, over drink at a you know so like don't try to do um you know like 48 ounces or which would be equivalent to about what about a quart and a half i think yeah. um you know because if you try to do that all at once you're really uh impacting your body's electrolyte system and you know you're reducing the the um salt concentration or sodium concentration in your body. So you don't want to do that because that could actually have some other repercussions for that. So the thing is, we always talk about in moderation, but keep it steady, keep it consistent, you know, throughout the day. Don't let yourself wait till you're thirsty. Continue to drink every hour. Yep. Stay hydrated and uh, yes, do it consistently. It's the best way to make it uh, last out throughout the day is, you know, again, yeah. I mean, sure, there are going to be times when you're going to be really thirsty and you're going to want to drink, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a fair amount, but it's not necessarily the best thing for you. It'd be better if you can consistently right. do it throughout the day. Right. So. And it's not like you can't drink. And I said that wrong when I said 20 ounce in an hour. We want you to drink every hour. Right. Um, but like if you're saying, okay, at breakfast, I'm going to drink a lot. And then, at, you know, maybe at lunch, I'll drink a bunch. That's not the healthiest way to go. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think that 48 ounces, I think it's two quarts. Mm. I'm trying to do my math in my head. Eight ounces, 16 ounces. Going by the chef 32. Here. Nope, you're right. It is. Uh, you're, you nailed it. So <laughs> my bad. So Michelle's tips, always the best tips. So I'm going <laughs> to just piggyback on top of her tips because uh, That's really your it makes tip. me look better. Yeah. Hydration is your tip. I just. Uh... Well, also, look up there. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about two things everybody loves, attractions and restaurants. 
Better yet, we're going to put those two things together. It'll be like the Reese's peanut butter cup of topics. Two great things that go great <laughs> together. Uh, we're going to speculate what attractions will make the best spot for a themed restaurant. You know, you think about like the Blue Bayou restaurant right. within Pirates of the Caribbean or the San Angel Inn inside, right. uh, you know, next to the uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. You know, kind of think of those restaurants that tie into some of these attractions and think about what attractions are out there and what restaurant and what the theme would be that you'd like to tie into it. We'd love your input on this sure. one for sure. And we're going to come up with some ideas for ourselves. Right, exactly. I'm looking forward to that topic. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a really, really fun episode. Yes. Not that they're not all fun, but I think this one's going to be really, really fascinating. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, some of these Imagineers we're going to be talking about will listen in and <laughs> decide. There you go. I'm still <laughs> we, waiting to hear from uh, Disney Plus with our uh, Star Wars episodes. All our pitches, yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm telling you, if some of these things start showing up in any way, shape, or form, we're going to be calling the lawyers. Just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, we appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Sign up for the newsletter. No delay this time. Please sign up for the <laughs> newsletter. Uh, we just have a lot of stuff going out there. The first place we put out the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame categories. We'll be reaching out with this category for next week's mm -hmm. episode out there as well. It's just one more way to kind of be in contact with you, the listeners, the Hyperion Adventures that we love so much. Uh, it's just one more way to be in the Hyperion Adventures. No. Yes. And just to reassure you, we don't use your email address for anything else. We don't give it to anybody. It's just to send you the newsletter. Yeah. And we, don't, we don't clog up your inbox either. It's just once a week usually on Tuesday mm -hmm. or Wednesday somewhere midday uh, I try and get it out there to you but we don't like drive you crazy with 18 <laughs> different uh, you know uh, emails every right. single week so just to let you know uh, you can also follow us on social media we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast we are also on YouTube if you want to see a visual of us doing these episodes I think that we're going to try and get some videos possibly from Soul Duo for those songs that they did nice. this week week um, those will be appearing on YouTube as well so if, if they if we can get them they're very busy right now especially with the new album dropping right. I don't know if they'll have time but if they get a chance to do them we will be posting those as well and you can always find us on YouTube by doing a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast hit subscribe and we have, whenever we have a new video uh, you can find us right there and if you ever want to contact us for any reason you can always hit us up at our email address Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com right and we also love it when you get the word out to your friends about our podcast. It always is very much appreciative. Yes, uh, we appreciate that so very much. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.